Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome to Help Me Be Me. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Bates. I'm a writer, director, mom, and a breakup coach with an MAMFT. And this podcast is kind of like a personal relationship in that I talk to you like you're my friend. I provide tools to help you feel more grounded, empowered, inspired, and most of all, help you see yourself. This is aimed at creating more harmony and happiness in the relationship you have with you so you can better guide your life and also be better to those you love. Take what helps and leave the rest. This is not a diagnosis for treatment. If you're really struggling, call your local emergency services. Hi, everyone. It is moi, and this is an episode that's called Not Falling Into Somebody Else. And it's just wanted to start this off by saying you are the joy of my week. I'm so excited to talk to you. And uh, this is an episode that's for helping you stay in the seat of your person and not fall forward into a person you're in a relationship with, meaning lose a sense of self. So this is really a set of tools to retain your power and also stay sane and just remember who you are and your strengths. It's also how you remain worthy of respect and love. Relationships are very difficult because we get lost in them and they can overtake our sense of self, especially if that relationship is long term and very enmeshed. Maybe you live with that person. Maybe you don't see other people outside of this person very often. If you don't leave your house, maybe you work remotely, etc. Maybe you have kids, you just don't interact with people in other spheres. It's really easy to like forget yourself. So this is a reminder to come back into your own shoes. Like if we tip off balance and start to feel like we need the approval of somebody else or we're constantly conscious of what they want or what they think or what they want us to do, that's just a signal that we're losing our footing, our balance. And when we start to do that, it can actually affect the other person's perception as well because appears on the other end like we don't respect ourselves so this feeling of being tipped into somebody else has many outcomes like it could actually make the other person start to become more like take advantage of that like maybe they become lazier maybe they they match us in the inverse kind of way like a yin yang shape like they fill our void wherever we have allowed them to or they could also do the opposite where they start to distance and push away from you because of that, that that tension has been removed. I use this metaphor often for relationships, but you want to think of it like there's a rubber band that is around both of you and you have to keep it taut. Like you have to keep enough distance so that the rubber band stays taut. And there should be an equal and voluntary gift giving between both people, but It shouldn't be like one person constantly taking and then the other person constantly giving. So if that balance has been tipped and things are growing lopsided, the most important thing you need to do is just recognize that, register and react to that truth. It's at any point in time, you can get your balance back. We just have to start with awareness. 
and just know that it's never too late. Like we are at all times altering, correcting, uh, rebalancing, taking stock, and a sense of self and an identity is really something that needs to be maintained by conscious effort. Like we have to really give attention and time and conscious effort to that person. Who is that person? It's just like going to the gym. Like it's a practice and you can start it up at any time. So you can think of it right now. If you are standing, let's say you're standing somewhere. If you just lean forward towards something, if you're on your tippy toes, you have less control. If you stand squarely over your feet, you have the most power, you have the most access. And that is what we want to do from an emotional perspective in how we voice our opinions, how, how we demand good treatment, and also how we maintain uh, our boundaries, like our personal energy of self-respect. The awesome byproduct of doing this is we keep the actual perceived value of ourselves high as well. So you are actually going to look more attractive to others by doing this. I've learned this just so powerfully by watching celebrities, like celebrities that I know. You create your value by how you demand it from others. Like by how you command your own value and how you covet it, that creates the value in the eyes of others. And the same goes for you in a relationship. So if you don't have that sense of value authentically, just know that you can generate it by acting as if. Like it will feel like it's fake. It'll feel scary, like we're not worthy of it. But over time, by practicing the actions of a person who feels valuable, we actually create the feeling of confidence just via the actions, just via the practice. And a reminder for the more enmeshed relationships out there, relationships do not have to dictate your quality of life to you and they should not lower your bar for how you choose to be treated we can control everything about our lives simply by how we regulate the treatment we accept from others and what we choose to tolerate and what we choose to reject so i wanted to start off this before i go into the tool section i just wanted to remind everyone of the flexibility and the changeability of our energy and our perspective. So I wanted to just start this off by a quick reset. If you are feeling low and clingy or less than in your relationship, we can help reset our energy toward love and wholeness and excitement and optimism and confidence with just uh, an intention of having a memory, an energetic memory of that feeling in our bodies. Like, so what habits remind you of a self in the past that was hopeful, confident, positive, open-minded, receptive? Like what was a time in your life when that was true? What were things you were doing during that time? Maybe there were things like, like I remember the last time I felt super excited and positive I remember like talking to everybody at the grocery store I remember leaving bigger tips I remember thanking people profusely um I feel like another thing I did was just like send people really sweet messages people I care about like texting them nice things I just want you to look back in your mind's eye at the time you felt that way and 
look for an opportunity to practice any of those habits in the rest of your day. And past that, I wanted to invite you to get your heart rate up. So for example, we could do some quick jumping jacks, or I also invite you to do an inversion if that's a safe thing to do at this time, or just mindful, deep breathing combined with a gentle smile on your face. So whatever of those options is accessible to you, I'm going to invite you to do it now. And then past that, if it's safe for you to close your eyes, I wanted you to close your eyes. And if you can't, don't do it. But just put your hand over your heart and think of someone past or present that is not your partner, that is not a part of the relationship in question. Someone that sees you and knows you and loves you so much. And just see them in your mind's eye. See them loving you and looking at you and now hear that little thing that only they say what do they want to say to you hear that and tell them thank you for being a part of who you are and who defines you and now that's all I wanted I wanted to really just tune your energy toward a positive love in your life that is outside of this and remind you like We have to condition ourselves toward that energy of wholeness uh, as often as possible. So with that, this episode has a bunch of tools and I'm going to go right into those tools. But first, a brief word from our sponsors. Okay, the tools. All right, the first tool is called What Made Me Shiny Before? I want you to look to your origin and any time in your past where you felt super shiny as a person like what were your views on the world and what were you doing throughout your day what were your hobbies where did you go what were your maintenance practices and if you can't recall a self like this I want you to think of an energy role model who has their shit going on who who just embodies confidence and autonomy And if you don't have one of those role models, this is just an invitation to shop for one. But this is just a tuning exercise. If you start to get into that clingy zone, just come back to that self. That self still exists in who you are. That person who was shiny and felt confident and felt glorious. Just revisit that person. The next tool is called, This is Your Brain on Drugs. When we feel limited, this is a sign that we are energetically constricted. So I want you to come back. I think of it as kind of like resting in the pit of your belly. I want you to come back to reality and wholeness because that sense of safety is how we really can perceive reality. It's how we can see our own power and also access all of our most intelligent tools. So I would say this is the most important tool in that it translates to the greatest effect. But I want you to basically observe something right now with me in your mind's eye. I want you to recognize or picture the moments in the time past when you have feared a loss of connection with your partner, or maybe that person was acting distant, maybe they were in their own head, whatever it was. They were not giving you the attention that kept you feeling secure and like everything was good. And just imagine that feeling in your body. And in that moment, I want you to recognize that impulse. There's that little need that gets triggered to 
force connection once again. It's like some part of us is like, I need them to reaffirm our bond. I need them to demonstrate something uh, that validates me so I feel safe again. However, when it's motivated by the clinginess, when it's coming from a place of lack and it's us artificially attempting to squeeze that connection from someone else, this is something that if we act on it, actually degrades our confidence to ourselves and it also weakens our position in our relationship because it's coming from an artificial place. It's like coming from a place of forcing the other person to be in a place that they are not. So the goal in those feelings, the first step in this tool is just to notice that and, and scan for it in yourself. Like anytime that that has come up and notice it the next time it comes up. And the goal is in that moment to give it to yourself versus trying to force it out of the other person. Come back into the energy of worthiness and just gently remind yourself that nothing is wrong. All of these fears and the clinginess is not real. It's coming from a place in us of old trigger. It's an old trigger that's not current. It's not now. So you might be feeling in that moment, I need to make them tell me they love me. I need them to kiss me. I need them to reach out to give me attention. It's like when that other person is not opening the spigot of love, that's the impulse in us is to force it. The tool is just to take note of the energy and come back home to you. And if you practice that intentionally, and you know how to comfort yourself and just mentally work around so that you can come back into a sense of your own worth and autonomy and okayness. When we can do that, we can really just ride it like a wave. It passes very quickly. And usually that person is receptive to us not too long after that, and they do it in their own authentic, normal way. But when we can give wholeness and safety to ourselves via reminding ourselves from a rational perspective of our worth, of our safety, of our love, you know, worthy of love-ness, we can teach ourselves long-term to more quickly default to this setting in the future. It's like teaching ourselves a new way to behave in the face of a trigger. And so as a way to remember this, in your body when it when it occurs you can think of it like we are en- energetically on our knees and we're begging so in order to come back into reality we have to stand up and just flex our core and ask how can i fill my own cup right now how can i focus on me how can i feel shiny again maybe that's calling a bestie maybe that's doing some grooming those are my go-tos but either way uh i also just want to remind you the there is this thing called meta communication that we perceive in other people. It's like we're reading their body language as a certain type of message. We're reading between the lines of what they're doing based on our childhood experiences. And oftentimes we may be perceiving someone as mad or hostile or distant or um, intentionally avoiding us because they don't like us. Whatever the script is, it It's something that we are creating in our heads. And so if somebody does not want closeness, whatever is going on in your head and is being triggered, assume you are wrong. As a default setting, just assume you are wrong. Assume you don't know. And no matter what, 
just remember, you are not psychic. And all you can do in that moment is focus on you and what you need to give to yourself. All right, the next tool, cool kid energy markers. I have this bracelet, if it's like two bracelets that really make me feel cool. I feel like a really cool kid when I wear them. And I think that there can be things like physical identifiers to us of a certain sense of self. And they give us this, I don't know, lens into another person that we we act as in another sphere. If you don't have something like that, I invite you to find a thing today. Something that makes you feel like, I'm a fucking awesome person. I have my shit going on. And whatever it is, just have that on the ready for moments that you start to feel, I need this other person to feel valid. I need this other person to feel like I have someone in my life. You don't. You have so many other cool things about you. You just have to constantly practice thinking that thought. The next tool is called self-puppetry. This is a weird one, but I notice it often with clients who are pleasers, like self-proclaimed pleasers. I want to ask you, are you possibly victimizing yourself and feeling like it is the other person who is doing that? Because if you, for example, are a person who is so hyper aware of something that makes your partner happy or unhappy, you might be acting on that information despite whether or not that person has forced you to do that or has even told you about that thing. Either way, that behavior in you is a choice. And if you are the person that is being victimized by that behavior, that that's just something I want you to ask yourself is like, Am I putting myself in inappropriate situations based on something I perceive in somebody else? If so, just look down at your hands and remember the control lies with you. If you are the one enacting the habit, you are the first person that needs to correct it and take accountability for that. I hope that made sense. Next tool is called functional boundaries. When we set boundaries, the best way to make them effective is not to tell someone, these are my boundaries and this is what I need you to respect. It's instead to make them byproducts of your behavior. And I know that's kind of a head scratcher, but like if you tell someone like, I want you to respect this, it's way less easy to enforce than if you actually create the conditions via access to your body, yourself, and your mind that force the equivalent outcome. So for example, like if you don't like a certain behavior from somebody else, you remove access to yourself for that behavior to occur. Just don't engage with it. You actually physically remove the ability for that person to do that thing. And that creates the boundary. You don't have to say it. You can just enforce it. It's That's the best way to enforce boundaries. Next tool, word mouth alignment. I just wanted to invite you to look at your own. I think about this a lot just because of with kids, it's so important. If your actions are fully lining up with what you say, I want you to look at that in your relationship. Are your actions lining up with what you say? Because if not, it is another way of saying, I don't have confidence. I don't have value. Like if you are... If that's true, if you are truly lacking confidence, that's fine. 
we can actually start to practice the actions of a person with confidence, even if it's not quite true for us yet, by just practicing the actions of a person who is confident. So I just want you to scan what are your actions saying about how you feel about yourself? Like, do, do you stand by your word? Do your actions complete your words? Just something to try on for size. Not criticizing, just often offering the reflection. All right, the next tool is called New Dance Moves. This is for teaching someone your value. We are all doing a dance with whoever we are in a relationship with that requires tension on both sides. And we need to give, but we also need to pull, like we need to take. And it's really important to reward your partner and make them feel loved, but it's also important to teach them via your behavior what is not favorable and when they have done something that is not tolerable. And just know that this is essential feedback. It can feel like it's mean. It can feel like it's hostile. But really what it does is demonstrate that you are worthy of respect. It's like miming an invisible wall with your positive affect. (laughs) So the tool is really just a reminder for you to not feel bad or guilty about your anger or, or just an invitation to feel valid when you are naturally leaning toward I need distance or I am not happy about this thing. It's okay. That's all valid and important feedback to keep a relationship healthy. Second half of this tool is called the rules of thriving. What are your rules? Just write down for your life what is okay and is not okay with you. I think it's just important to have those written in a concrete way because a lot of the time, especially if you get really deep into a relationship, you forget. You forget what is okay with you and not okay with you and what is to be expected in any adult relationship from another person. So basic things like basic human kindness, safety, uh, love and respect, all of those things. Just remind yourself of the things that are true for you to feel like you are thriving in your life. Those are required of whatever partner you have in your life as well. And know outside of a triggered emotional state that those exist. Like I think we all have our own individual walking away point when we have when it's not worth it. And I think it's just a healthy thing for us to all know where that line is and respect it. Because once we cross it, you're actually degrading your health as a person. Uh, okay, cool. Next tool is called Energy Muse. Who can you return to who evokes a sense of limitlessness and wonder and just reminds you to feel hopeful and positive about the world? My person is Pam Grout. I invite you to use my person. But if not, I want you to think of just an an energy muse, a person that reminds you of your best self. Uh, Because our brain will often forget to be hopeful and open and to see possibility. Like, especially if we get into a routine with somebody, it's like they start to become our whole world and we feel almost reliant on them and we literally forget. So this is just a great way to tune your energy back to that perspective of the world that is outside of our relationship. Cool. The next tool is called calendar of change and success. I wanted to ask you to take an inventory based on your journal if you keep a journal, of all the things that you did 
that were strong and scary and new and important for you this year. Because we can get into a narrow script about what we lack or what our life contains and what we're capable of. Our world can become so reduced when we get enmeshed in relationships. So this is just to flip that switch and remember how your brain works. Like your brain will default oftentimes to a survival setting, especially when we're triggered or feeling less than. And I just want to remind you, massive change in perspective happens in a single moment. It can ha- Your whole life can change in a day. And it just takes flipping a switch. We have to step outside of our energy and come back to life. Come back to everything you've forgotten about what is possible in life. One interaction can change it all. It can change your entire, the, all of the course of your energy can change in a moment. So just never forget that. And never forget what the breadth that is you and all that you are capable of. All right, the next tool is called what I heard myself say or externalization. Sometimes we need something to be externalized by any means necessary. Like whatever metaphor helps us solve the situation that's in our life, we need to seek it out. And that what that basically means is like we need a bounce board. If you have a friend you can talk to, book plans with them. If you're having relationship issues, yes, you can solve a lot on your own, but you can do exponentially more work with a bounce board just because of what it allows to come out of you. Like it doesn't matter so much about what they say. It's just we need the ability to untangle the yarn that is inside of us. And that is the process. That is like the original form of therapy. And I invite you to not talk to necessarily a person who hates your partner. They should almost be impartial and neutral. But allow yourself to externalize in some shape or form the things that are happening in your life so you can hear yourself say them. It'll give you a greater depth of understanding about how you feel. Second half of this tool is called someone else's body dysmorphia. If somebody is creating an issue in your life where there is no issue or there's something that's very confusing to you and you feel kind of like, why is this problem happening? Why is this conflict happening? Just think of it as it's a metaphor for something that they are unhappy with in their life. Like there's a very strong likelihood that this thing is a projection that is just being projected onto you in your relationship. So similar to like body dysmorphia or an eating disorder, these things are often initiated by a trauma, feelings of powerlessness. They're methods that we use to control pain. And so if this person is finding issues with things about you or is you're having a conflict that doesn't really make sense to you, I'm guessing that it's their version of their body dysmorphia or their eating disorder. It's like something about them that they cannot look at as related to them and so therefore they are projecting it onto you. What would I do about that if I were in your shoes? If that's happening, I would buy a book about codependency and I will put my favorite one in the show notes. And then I would also immediately focus on how you can practice self-care. Like as if they do not speak the same language as you, stay objective and do not get involved. Just stay on the outside of their hallucination and ask, 
How can I empower myself and uplift myself? Because this is not about you. You can control your happiness based on your individual life. And that is the only information you need to focus on in this situation. The next tool, build stability like a house. I want you to recognize just in yourself the warning signs of insecure energy, of anxiety, of hopelessness. Just like, because your brain will think, oh, this is all true. But it's a very specific set of thoughts and narratives that start to arise when your balance is tipped. So for example, things like a loss of meaning, feeling like life is a long tunnel, feeling a sense of overwhelm, of panic, of black and white, like there's nothing I can do, I'm trapped, there's no solution. When, you, when the options get more and more narrow, that is a sign that you are constricted. So notice that and know that usually that is uh, just a result of your chemical state. It's like stress, lack of sleep, inconsistency in your life, Maybe it's hormones, maybe it's gaslighting. My point is when you get into that mindset, notice them and you got to rebuild from the ground up. You got to start with the foundation. You got to work on making your, you got to make some space for yourself in your life to ground. You've got to make sure your physical space is safe and clean. You've got to make sure you have sleep. You want to make sure you have balanced diet. You got to make sure you reach out to somebody and just put just like putting down like tent poles you got to ground 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 and at first i would write a list of all the factors that the only important things you have to deal with not tomorrow not in a month just right now first things first today i have to pick up my kids i have to feed myself i have to go to sleep that's it don't take in any more information past that really reduce what needs focus. All right. Next tool is a mantra. If something doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. So if everyone else in your life is scratching their head, there is a reason. If you are a person who is maybe venting about your partner a lot, or if you feel like you're trying to solve something in your relationship and you don't know how to solve it, and you're like banging your head against the wall, look quite literally at all of your your options and magic not being one of them and move from there. Like when it comes to sanity, I think the most important thing is to just remember, I cannot change a person. I cannot change how that person feels. So what are my options? What are the things I can do? Including all of the most severe options. Like I can leave. I can do me. I can... um, Offer this person help and then do me. Whatever they are, just process that energy in a journal. But remember, you're not crazy. It just is. It truly is. If that person doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. Absolutely true. All right. The next tool is called the power and magic of the observer. So this is really just about listening in a complete state of non-attachment and not resuming the old energy of whatever the fear is, whatever the clinginess is. So just as much as you can, if you are in a conversation that is heightened or you are having like a relationship conflict maybe that's triggering you, bring into your body a sense of 
complete and utter openness. Like expect nothing. And if it helps, you can say to yourself, I expect, I welcome the worst case scenario. I welcome the best case scenario. I attach to neither of those options. And see how that changes the outcome of a conversation. It will definitely make your energy very different, which has a very strong effect on how the other person receives you. It also changes what you perceive. So much of how we experience partnerships is based on our old triggers from our upbringing. So it will very much color in the meaning behind another person's words. So this is just an invitation to to resume that state of um, without expectations, without the critical mind, just suspending disbelief as you listen to what a person says. And if we can stay in this energy, we will also feel pretty safe. Like it allows us to feel contained and safe throughout what could be a very stressful situation. And this tool, this next tool is called a candle prayer. This is a little bit touchy-feely and you might not feel comfortable with this. Totally fine if you don't. If things are very difficult, I always invite you to ask for help from elders. I like to light a candle. I often say it in my mind's eye. I believe they are always there, always listening. Sometimes we need the gunpowder. So just ask for help. Please help. And it's just like a, a gentle feeling of comfort that can come into your body. Next tool, not okay is amazing. <laughs> Basically, being if things are not okay, that's great information to know. If something in your relationship is not working, welcome and embrace that information. Don't talk yourself into wanting it to be okay. If things are, are not okay, I want you to just practice sitting with that in your body and welcome that truth to move through your body because what that's here to do is activate a new outcome. It's here to activate you to get to a place that is great, that is okay. So it's like we have to really fully experience that feeling so we can move into a new state. It's so good. The info is so good to have because it'll allow us to get to somewhere so much better than where we are. All right, the next tool, (laughs) 100% live all the time. So for me, what I want to invite for you, the ultimate goal is to live process the truth all the time. If we can stay in the seat of our person and not fall forward into someone else, not fall into what we hope they will be, our expectations of them, uh, dream of what they could be. If we can instead stay in our body and a thousand percent just live as it's happening, react to the truth of what is, we can actually course correct as it happens. And our life becomes very healthy and efficient. We confront problems as they happen. We confront people as they mess up. We can vocalize our needs as we have them. And things continue to to stay healthy. It allows us to maintain all of the health we need in our lives. And if we don't do that, what happens is that truth still exists, but instead it creates a just drag on our lives and on our relationship. And know that if you are able to just continually welcome truth as it's happening, 
we take out all of the resistance. We remove all of the speculation. We remove all of our, you know, hallucinated feeling that we can control things that we can't. And instead, all we're doing is accepting, 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 accepting. And just, then we just can exist. It's like nothing becomes our responsibility or our fault anymore. It's just like we're allowed to just be who we are and know what we think and know what we feel and not feel bad about it. It just is. It's such a like freeing state of being in your life. And it just makes your life exactly what you want it to be because you're respecting that truth as it is told to you and as it is true for you. So just wanted to throw that one out there. Um, And then the last tool I have for you is called keep room in your heart for love. So touchy-feely and sweet. But this tool is really just a reminder of like, if you get into that fear, what if, black and white, clingy, doom and gloom, uh, you know, I don't know what it, what to call it other than like a doomsday perspective. Never forget, if you're in that state especially, never forget there is always what if. And I mean that for your partner, but also for yourself. There's always a possibility that your whole day will change that your entire perspective will flip. And so if you feel trapped, you feel overwhelmed, you feel like hopeless, don't forget to keep room in your mind and in your heart for a complete 180, for hope and for love and for things to be, for somebody to do something sweet and loving and for things to change. And so it's just reminding you to have that state of openness, of neutrality, of I have no idea what will come. Just remember to stay that way, always, no matter what. I have no idea what will come. And always, always, always have hope for a positive outcome. And I don't mean like this specific thing that I want to have happen because I've written it to be that way. I just mean a positive outcome, no matter what that happens to be. Just always remember to have hope. Before I close, I want to thank my latest sponsors, Stacy. Thank you so very much for your donation. And Twyla, thank you so very much for your donation. And Madeline, thank you so very much, all of you. If anyone out there has the means, donations really help out this show. If you don't have the means, I completely get it. If you could write me a review on iTunes or share it with someone you think it could help, that helps me as well. So in closing, when we stay squarely in our self-protective energy, we are respected. We are seen as valuable. And when we have a healthy sense of fire, meaning things are hot to the touch, that is because this is a gift we've gotten in the past. So just notice if something in your body and your energy is not feeling okay about something or is feeling a little bit sick, like a little worried, that is a sign. It's, a, it's feedback from your body. It's your body's alarm system. Notice it and, and label it, call it out. And just respect it. Acknowledge it. If This is all material for us to work with. And if you are in a healthy, positive relationship and you are the person who is the clingier one that's working through past trauma, I would say that is material for you to bring forth for you both to work on in your relationship together. Don't be afraid of it. Don't blame it. Don't feel bad about it. It's just material that's there to be processed. And when we're working with something, we're not identified with it. It it is externalized. It's clay for us to work through versus this is me and who I am. So that's really the goal. It's like 
allow yourself to work through things from a present and non-judgmental perspective. And as always, don't forget to smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.